0: This is BYBW, the sports gambling podcast that wants to, you know, pour one out for Ed Orgeron and all the mistresses' kids he let live the dream at LSU's practices. This might take a while. Uh, I'm Joe Public, and I'm joined by rain man uh you you are you're you know slow start to the season for rayman still waiting for the analytics to come in but you're three and four what we call the big rubber Raymond, why do we call it the big rubber
1: well speaking of tigers because i've been waiting for this moment all year the public has turned on clemson so consider this one already won touch the rock lock the week baby rain money let's go clemson plus three at number 23 pit
0: Oh, it's exciting wow. because I—I wow. I, I concealed this. I was excited about it all day. Uh, for the first time this year, one of a rare time, a rare instance in podcast. These guys review the entire board right. every single game, and for the first time, Capper uh, 17-11 on the season, five and two in his Rutgers picks. Who's your pick, buddy?
2: It's the Clemson Tigers. It's one Let's of the go. four main tenants. <laughs> it's one of the four main tenants of Capperism. When everyone else is giving up on you, I'll be there.
0: Casn't that written down is that a religion can i please give you money I- i'm in it could be what can i do yeah 10 percent, please you can tithe to that religion <laughs> take all my shit ruin my life i need to learn more <laughs> well, listen man this the real coach jb here man i hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are man
1: everybody thought you were fucking Smart and all that shit, cause you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch B-Y-B-W.
0: Step your game up, stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. This is B-Y-B-W Sports Gambling Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at B-Y-B-W Podcast uh it's uh yeah we're we're getting we're getting some memes up we're getting we have like uh some some aces in the hole uh let's face it if you if you're not gonna follow us on instagram what am what am i doing here uh let's uh get well with that attitude uh to start i i wanted to uh (laughs) to read um just like a quick episode of course we talked about at coach o is finally out uh He's in, it's a weird situation. He's coaching. He's going to like coach the year out. Correct.
1: That's the current plan, but who knows if he'll leave early and they'll announce an
0: interim. That's like, uh, <laughs> he yeah, has that, nowhere to go. Yeah. It's like a fucking, uh, it's like getting divorced and living in the same apartment. Like that shitty, uh, with like that shitty movie, Jen, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, but I make it work. I <laughs> guess you haven't seen that. movie. haven't years? seen that one. Yeah, I, I have seen it. no idea what the you're talking from about crashers and Jeff ranson they have an apartment together you know whatever um the quote from the article was uh, it was the athletic and this was written about edo the day he was fired just a bunch of stuff d- like came out about him and this said uh it created mess this was like in relation to after he got divorced he was bringing wi- like random mistresses around the program he's apparently very much enjoying his single life and he it says uh it created messes for him like the time orgeron pulled up to a woman at a gas station wearing exercise attire hey you look like you work out he said according to multiple sources we could work out together the woman informed orgeron that she was married and pregnant to which he responded why does that matter uh, that's not the end. God, uh, that woman was the wife of a high-ranking LSU official. Word of this reached the LSU Board of Supervisors, the collection of prominent Louisiana attorneys and business owners appointed by the governor who make the most important decisions at LSU. And of course, it reached LSU Athletic Director Scott Woodward. I need to see this thirty for thirty tomorrow. Start making it right now. <laughs> the, like the like, I wanted to start. I don't even give a shit about the national championship season. I want to get. I want to just see the descent.
2: He he's
1: gonna land somewhere good because he won a national championship two years ago and there's so many job opportunities that are gonna be open. He's gonna be, still be in the power five. Based
0: on like what he's saying, I don't know if he wants to coach. I think he's just gonna fucking enjoy his money. They have to pay. Well that's also like possible,
1: yeah. His buyout. He's not being fired for cause. Or at least not that I've heard.
2: It's just that story's so fun I think the funniest aspect of that story is like the fact that like Everyone in the state of Louisiana knows who Edo is.
0: Yeah, it's a bold so like gambit, he can't. No you doubt. can't
2: sneak up on anyone and hit on them, like because they know who you are, dude.
0: Dude, even dude, they would know who he was before without even seeing him. Uh, like, <laughs> I feel
2: like most everyone else in the country, at least, it, like, I don't know, most of these coaches can get. Can, can you get away imagine with it. We've, being we've seen that.
0: Can you imagine being approached some... by that fucking swamp monster with, like, the intention to fuck <laughs> you? That would be terrifying. I There's no situation. Hard pass. Uh, all No disrespect. No disrespect whatsoever, but kind of disrespect. Uh, I
2: could see him just, like, his move, his main move being, like, just getting in, like, a three-minute jog, just sweating profusely and just ripping his shirt off and hitting on people
0: dude that guy looks like he gets into profuse sweat taking a three minute walk from his car man i don't know if he needs to whatever uh we've heard some off the record stories about coach o that i hope come out someday because whoa buddy uh anyway B- bold uh, prediction
1: billy napier gets a job and ed o flirts with the louisiana job and then remains in a certain subset of the louisiana population the king
0: of louisiana I uh, I just no. re- he should take over on game day for Corso realistically like he's a mascot. Oh, I like that actually. Uh, I think I think that's the play. Uh, like set set that boy, set that guy loose on college campuses around the country. Let's see what <laughs> yeah if it definitely sounds like a great idea. <laughs> as long as ESPN really lawyers up, I guess. Uh, let's go. I have a celebrity cameo this week that I'm super fucking excited about, and honestly, it sets up. It, it sets itself up entirely, so I don't even need to do much. Let's just say that this cameo opens up, I guess, this specific segment to a, a whole new world.
3: Hello, Rain Man and Capper. This is Jonathan Freeman, and I'm the voice of Jafar in Disney's 1992 animated feature of Aladdin. And here, 92. at your request, are the pics from Jafar. Salam and good evening to you, BYBW. <laughs> A fresh pick just Jesus. in from the office of the Grand Vizier of Agraba. After Clemson's barely besting Syracuse, this soothsayer has seen that it's obvious that Pittsburgh showcases superiority at home. Surely signaling oh bye bye, <laughs> Dabo, from Crown Prince to Street Rat. These tigers are turning into kitty cats as panthers prey upon them. Rainman, Kappa, trust me, my pungent <laughs> friends. I know all. I see all, and I always win. <laughs> Best wishes, three, of course. Use them wisely. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That, uh...
0: Uh, Dibs. Wish for more wishes. Got uh, it. No, I gotta say, uh, <laughs> it's monkey problematic. Prop. That wasn't problematic. Oh, that was the best cameo we've ever gotten. That was amazing. <laughs> See, it was
1: both our rubbers, and he's obviously correct. That's a little bit problematic for us.
0: Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Freeman. He uh, he did a soothsayer. great job. Soothsayer. Soothsayer. You know, he threw a soothsayer at us. I don't know. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta re-edit. You know, why'd they I, replace
1: I was, him for the live action? He's clearly the best in the say, business
0: i was gonna say i was gonna replace uh Cause he's very uh, I gotta, white i gotta i gotta put him in the weekly spot that bam's in but that's not true bam can't be usurped uh he's <laughs> uh, not
2: now undisputed
0: that was still you know yeah, what? I mean, that's pound. as much as we need bam we should try to revisit it every few months never get another cameo but always play the same one <laughs> um <laughs> that
2: was good jafar big kenny pickett guy
0: Jafar is a pick to Kenny Pickett guy. I'm also kind of a pick Pickett guy, and I'm excited to argue about this double rubber. Let's just get to it, boys. This a is double uh, let's rubber. Get, let's get to the weekly. You know what they say
1: about two rubbers?
0: Shit, Jafar might be right. M- much safer. It's much safer. Don't don't talk to don't ask Don't overthink it. I
3: don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one.
2: I, I, I feel ten feet tall right
1: now. The
3: as strong
0: as it ought All right these are the picks that count the picks that matter the picks that make you money this is the weekly um and as we mentioned uh two rubbers double rubbers undeniable uh you guys both like Clemson in this spot at pitt I want to know why because I disagree.
2: Well, I mean, start with that the whole world, including Jafar from Aladdin, has fallen in love with (laughs) Kenny Pickett, who never did anything of note, came back to school because he thought he could dominate college football, and he's done a pretty good job so far, but against a pretty soft schedule, especially on defense, Um, going against one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, Allowing 5.68 yards per attempt through the air, seventh best in the country, and only five passing touchdowns all year, they've been insane inside of the
1: FBI for defense.
2: Very good. They've been insane inside the 40-yard their own, you know, backs against the wall, 40-yard line, uh, allowing under two yards per play. Um, I just there's going to be so many issues for for this Pittsburgh offense um, led by Coward. Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> I just don't see it happening. <laughs> um, everyone's giving forget. up on
0: his pa- Is Pat Narduzzi your least favorite college football figure?
2: No, I don't think so. I actually don't mind him. He's And he's done a good job this year. He's,
0: he's, he's turned it a around coward. this
1: year. He's still fun. coward. Right? Yeah, well, he yeah. is a coward because he did a cowardly well, we, act last year. We won't we'll forget never,
2: that. We'll never forget the field goal we'll inside forget. of the two-yard <laughs> yeah, line.
0: Forget. Remember the I, Alamo?
1: Remember when Pat Narduzzi tried to kick I, that field
0: goal? I guess like my counterpoint is that Clemson is ass and is look like ass in every single game. So why do you think they're okay, going to be So a good ab- about
1: that, Clemson ranks higher than Pitt and S&P Plus and FBI. Yes, there are some backward-looking numbers that go into that rating system, but there's a reason why there's last previous numbers or last year are still factored in because they're somewhat important because there's a talent mismatch here. Now, Pitt's record is great. They're 5-1, Clemson's 4-2, but Clemson played Georgia, Pitt didn't. So they each have sort of uh, – the same one loss because Georgia is obviously a much better team than both of these. Pitt's record is pretty fl- fraudulent. They beat UMass. They beat Tennessee with Joe Milton and not Hendon Hooker. They beat University of New Hampshire. They beat Georgia Techs. And they beat a collapsing Virginia Tech team. Georgia and they Georgia lost State. to Western Michigan. All the Georgia, Tech, Georgia Tech, Georgia Techs, whatever. Their <laughs> record is not that good. Yeah, 23 sounds about right for Pitt. But when Clemson's getting plus three with the defense that they have, they're going to be able to keep this score, the total, pretty low. And those three points are going to matter. And it's just one of the – like Capper said in the intro, it's like what I said last week and the week before when we bet against Oregon State and we bet with Washington State. Uh, once the public starts zigging – on these obvious teams that obviously suck or are obviously good like Clemson, then you Zach.
0: Oh man. But I gotta say, if you <laughs> if you like myself bet against Clemson six weeks in a row, you would have won Your all six times there. Yeah. Yeah. and six against, against the spread. spread and
1: Pitt is five and one. That's and absolutely terrifying, but the core principle remains.
0: I I just I think Kenny Pickett is a quarterback who has twenty touchdowns and one interception. I think Clemson went toe to toe with fucking Syracuse, which is just—it's not good enough. It, they're just—they're just Pittsburgh not good, went
2: toe to toe with Western Michigan, but <laughs> and lost. That, like that doesn't really matter. But the point is, like Clemson, their their offense has been horrible, and they haven't Pittsburgh gotten a good rhythm. If Pittsburgh offense is
0: touchdowns, the game's over. I think they score. But three they touchdowns. still, but they but still they have won't. Because Clemson's averaging twelve point five
1: points against them, which is the second best in football, uh, behind Georgia.
0: Yeah, but they played ass offenses in their So own has game. Pitt. We just went through it. We just okay. went through it. I don't know, man. I think,
2: I think this is like what Rayman said. This is the moment where everyone's saying, you know what? Like Now I'm starting to believe that Clemson's no good anymore. And Clemson might not be as good as they've been the last six still, years. Still a fine um, football team. With Deshaun Watson and, and Trevor Lawrence. But, like, DJ, for all intents and purposes, was the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks coming into this season. Like, that didn't just – change overnight like there's still a lot there there's still a lot there with Justin Ross despite his drops this year Joseph Nada I mean like th- this is an offense that could score 35 to 40 points you know, at a I, moment's I, turn. You know, I, dude, so.
0: that's such horse shit, man. It is. I don't that's know if I believe not not that, but I think that their, their defense is like, very, very you, good. Dude, that shit just screams that you aren't watching the games, man. I'm like, you haven't? Have you watched them play? They are fucking trash, dude. No, like, no, their offense missing. is trash. When, their defense is like They're missing it. And that's getting overlooked. points on a dime. Pitt has a good pass rush. That's offensive, Capper. That's an offensive statement. I, I agree that that that
1: I think we should delete those thirty seconds in the edit because it's somewhat embarrassing.
2: I and I'm not saying they're going to do it this weekend. They don't need to do it this weekend. But like, that is a team with a ton of talent that could, that could turn it on as the season goes on. Like, it, this is still DJ's. Like, he's only started seven games in his college career
0: what what's the aim quote we're in weeks we're in week eight buddy it's like when someone reveals their true selves believe them i've made a a very 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 dominant defense
1: and people keep overlooking that
2: i Uh, think pittsburgh's revealed themselves as five five, five.
1: Uh, so i think it's it's interesting the first time this is the first game since 2016 that the Clemson Tigers are not the favorite in a regular season football game. The last one was in 2016 against Lamar Jackson's Louisville team.
0: Dude, this is crazy. Gil- this is the Garrett Gilbert year. Stop believing it's going to get better. Dabo's going to go to LSU and jump ship. I don't think No, it's he's better. not. That is absurd. <laughs>
2: and they they have just blasted Pittsburgh the last two times they played them I and i think they beat them by 32 and yeah. 47 yeah what was different
0: about that what was different about those experiences what was different about the, those teams? nothing
2: nothing on the nothing defensive end of the football they two
0: first round picks on offense weren't different
2: they gave up 10 points and 13 points i think in those two games
0: uh you know what? They it's can a,
2: easily do that again this week This week to Kenny Pickett, who played in one of those games.
0: It's going to be – I'm going to be taking action against this Delaware I'm sorry. Rubber, he played I in think. both
2: of those games. Thank I'm you. I'm
0: taking action against this Delaware River, boys. But, please, it, I got to say it's not out of disrespect to either of you. It it's is, out clearly. of extreme respect for Jafar. Um, <laughs> the Kappa
1: Rain Man sink is – undefeated this year worth noting
0: it, you want let's is. go with another sink that you guys are on well actually uh oh, spoiler Ra- no rayman actually backed off of this one at the last second capper has it it's tennessee, uh, you have tennessee? plus 25 at bama Rain capper capper hendon hooker's
1: not gonna play
2: hendon hooker's gonna play
0: you think he's gonna play? My oh, God! And their running win. back, uh, Tyon, might not be Dude, playing either. He looked. Henry Hooker looked pretty banged up. He looks like he was. Yeah, like I don't he's think he's gonna play. He's
2: he's practicing. Like he's day to day. He's going yeah, to he's play.
0: Technically, this says
1: day to day. I agree. Because you do Such not facts. miss this
2: game if you if you're. Healthy no, enough you to miss practice, it because there's a bye week next week
1: and you're going to lose it anyways and you get ready to upset Georgia. Dude, if I'm, no, fucking, if I'm fucking hobbled I take any excuse I can not to play in this not game. Not play Bama, exactly. Especially right before a bye week. It's getting the body right. But anyways, I guess like, yeah, I had this on the board. Tennessee with Hendon Hooker and Tyon. Yeah, I'm taking them. I think they're two touchdown game against Alabama potentially. Without them, we saw what Joe Milton did. He's terrible. So like, oh, I don't even Joe know Milton how to plays. argue against his pick.
2: If Joe Milton plays, burn the ticket before the game even starts. It's over. <laughs> like Joe Milton is no good, but that like I am very certain that Hendon Hooker is going to play this weekend.
0: That game. So did you guys get to? Well, I was watching the entire thing live. the Tennessee Ole Miss game.
2: Uh, uh, incredible finish.
0: The the end. Well, specifically Tennessee, the You probably
1: should have covered that game.
0: Joe Milton came in for one play when Hooker went down. He looked like he was in bad shape. It was fourth and fifth. 15 you got one shot at it and he ran five yards (laughs) upfield and then out of bounds (laughs) literally i know what the hell are we doing he he couldn't have done worse than that Uh, it was like one of uh i i brought it up before i'm like actually amazed at how bad joe milton is i might i might take bama in this one
1: i mean i'll I'll wait obviously to confirm hooker's not playing because i can't read
2: against my guy but It's incredible because, I mean, Milton made multiple starts, has played in multiple other games, and Tennessee has a top 25 offense in F-plus. And that is a testament to how good Henning Hooker has been this season. And Tyon, 69% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, one interception, rushed for almost 400 yards. I mean, like, that's a guy who can give an Alabama defense that has taken a step back fits this weekend. Agreed. Absolutely Um, agree with you. Even if he's not a hundred percent, because I—I I mean, Alabama's defense is a little soft in the secondary this year. Um, they're yeah, giving I mean, up almost like, seven yards in a ten. He's not going to play though. I, <laughs> I mean, sure. If if he doesn't play, then throw all this out. But like, he's going to play. So
1: you realize the line is twenty-five because people are expecting him not to play, right? Like other would be like, closer to fourteen, seventeen.
2: I don't really think. No, I don't think it will. It would be. And, and if he doesn't play, then, yeah, if the line doesn't move, then, yeah, you're I'm, I like I'm Bailey. It's, yeah. a, <laughs> lot uh, it's, it's a, lot a
0: lot of points. It's still a lot of points reg- in a rivalry it's game. A, it's a lot of points regardless, especially, like, with a Tennessee fan base, at the very least, is, like, a bit ornery. Holy hell. They got fined. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, two hundred and fifty Quarter million dollars. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was like fucking you know what don't make for bad it, calls it's on the ref the ref should be it, fine. yeah for what it's worth like when's the last and no time that was the correct that was, was the, the last, correct spot when was the last time you remembered a tennessee game i don't know i but all i can think about is the fucking recruits that were there what a fucking show that was for them <laughs> uh I. they had to make the mcdonald's bags extra heavy uh, they've entered the them.
1: archmanic sweepstakes accidentally I,
0: I really love uh, this next pick from Rain Man, and I guess you can take that however he wants, but I it's Brock You're taking Iowa State minus seven. I'm listening to Capper. Oh. I'm embracing
1: Brocktober. We're no longer in September. Yep.
2: I love this. Just missed for me. I'll replace this. I'll replace this pick for Tennessee if Hendon Hooker the truth doesn't play.
1: <laughs> you can't. For the record. You gotta replace it now if you're gonna do it.
2: No, it's an if. it's an and or if.
1: You can't make conditional picks on this <laughs> podcast, sir. Yeah, you got to No, You got to stand no, for you something The
0: pick. Uh, <laughs> that's not how this works. Uh, you know this. Uh, we uh, I, I, I really think Oklahoma State sort of exposed themselves in their own way against Texas. Spencer Sanders looked really, really bad. He's terrible. And yeah. I just think Iowa State's going to be so juiced in this spot and they're going to do one thing that Texas didn't do at all. It's like they have a Brees Hall, a great running back of themselves maybe fake giving the ball to Brees Hall and give it to your tight end uh just an easy toss to your tight end guess who we'll play has really tight ends Iowa State I just see that happening all day this game like they like Oklahoma State's linebackers they were playing downhill biting on everything Bijan in Texas had never never even thought about doing a play action to a tight end I guess what's your read here Uh, Yeah, I mean,
1: so some of this is reading the slips. Iowa State opened at 5.5, went all the way up to 7, even though 71% of people are ranked, taking the ranked team in Oklahoma State, ranked number 8, Iowa State unranked. Uh, But if you look at all the efficiency numbers, there are a couple different systems you can use. Oklahoma State's hanging around the mid-20s and 30s and all the metrics, and Iowa State's universally in the top 12. Iowa State is a good football team. I regret what I said last week. Uh, they win, they control their own destiny in the Big 12, so they yeah, have plenty to play for. Brock Purdy was excellent last week, completing 88% of his passes. Brees Hall, as you mentioned, Joe, 197 yards last week, all on the road at Manhattan. This time they get to do it at home against an Oklahoma State team that did not look that good against Texas until the second half, or really just the fourth quarter, where Texas imploded again because they have a problem with strength and conditioning that's very apparent. It's happened now two weeks in a row for that program. That's not going to happen with Iowa State. Uh, now, there is one thing that scares me here. Uh, Oklahoma State seems to be impervious to Ames magic. They've won their last four games in Ames, and the last time Iowa State beat Oklahoma State in Ames was in 2011. That's yeah, a little bit scary, That's I that's think why after a decade, time to break that.
0: They, they hate Iowa State because of the 2011. <laughs> that was their only fucking shot.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's kind of nuts, but Iowa State is out gaining Oklahoma State by 60 yards a game still. Even though they have those losses and holding opponents to sixty yards less a game, that's a net of 120. And that's why you have the seven point spread. So I'm taking Iowa State here.
0: I like this one. I like it. I, I like it a lot. It a I, lock lock. I like it a
1: lot. I like it. I I was for sure you were going to be on this one, Cap. For sure. I can't
2: I you know, I just like it's hard for me to pick a team back to back weeks.
0: I don't get that. It's All right. not, a, it's not an it, official, it's enough. not an official it's not an official tenant, against, but I, I pick against Thompson um, every week.
2: You know, you get coming, especially after that beatdown. Like they're they've they've got a ton of juice. So um, I think Oklahoma State's still a really good football team, but man, Iowa State I think they can they can make some noise here in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, let's, let's see what happens. Uh, next on the slate, uh, Capper. You like, uh, I believe this is game day, just because it's kind of a dog shit week for college football. But it's a uh, UCLA minus one and a half versus Oregon. I believe first time game day three, is correct.
1: at UCLA ever, so it's it's kind of a big deal.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. the The lines moving, um, like crazy, and this is Chip Kelly homecoming. Well, I mean, coaching against his former team. Oregon still has national title hopes, uh, although very slim. Like, they no have a huge win against Ohio State. And if they go undefeated the rest of the way in the Pac-12, win the Pac-12 championship, a 12-1 and Oregon team with Ohio State they, they win would be in, on the schedule, that's not they're happen. in. So, I, yeah, I think it's a slim chance. but um, UCLA. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, it still has huge Pac-12 um, title implications, too, because UCLA is still in that hunt. Um, and I think that's been the goal for this team, the entire season um dorian thompson robinson's been really good um that offense has been electric top 20 um offensively in all kinds of metrics and i really like their pass rush um i think oregon's offense has been really just kind of messed so far this year like they've got a really good offensive line but the running backs haven't really gotten it going and Anthony co- Brown is Anthony just Brown's like a very average. How do he, you, yeah, he's just average. a very how, average, yeah. like how game management type. How does the, quarter, how does the quarterback.
0: quarterback situation get like that at a place like Oregon that has so much flash? Like that how is that how you follow up Justin Herbert? That's insane to me.
2: I, I just I, I think in this spot I think UCLA is going to be able to put enough pressure. Like they play a ton of defensive backs every on their sets, but um, I think they get enough pressure with their front six, um, led by Daytona Johnson and um, Bo Calvert, who both have three sacks already on the season. Um, I think they put enough pressure on Anthony Brown to just get him all out of sorts and and run this run away, winning this game. Like I think it's Oregon. I think be it's playing Ty Thompson
1: by now. He he's an electric talent that they have on the bench, and I think Anthony Brown doesn't win that Ohio State game. That switch has already been made.
2: Might be, might be right, but he's gonna play. So great for, great for us.
1: Great for this week, yeah. For for UCLA backers, I'll be on UCLA.
0: I like UCLA when they play with juice. They played with a lot of juice against LSU, and I imagine they will again in this spot. In Oregon, has looked friggin' average, man. What a weird season. Like what a it feels. And they, like, yeah. um,
2: I didn't realize this, but um, they were missing their offensive coordinator. Two weeks ago, um, I don't know if it was an illness or what. But then last week he coached from the box, so um, I think they, you know, they kind of kept it a little bit close to the vest, I guess, is what people are saying. But I think it's more of a symptom of their offense. And when they play a better defense with with some better athletes, like they've they've just struggled against them. Um, you know, other than uh, that Ohio State first half, like Ohio State in the second half, kind of had their way with them. They just couldn't do enough on, on offense, so I don't I, know. We'll see. It should be a good one.
0: It's an interesting one. I mean, it's interesting it you made your slate. Uh, Rayman, your next game, this is a stay-away spot for me for sure, so um, it's interesting to me you're picking in. That's Texas Tech minus one versus Kansas State, two teams I can't quite figure out.
1: Yeah, I mean, so this is another reading the slips games for me. Texas uh, Tech opened at plus one and a half, 37% of betters on it, down to negative one. And then I, so I saw that and I looked into it a bit more. And these teams are very, very, very similar in the ratings. You know, they're give or take two or three points, depending on which metric you're using is which is on top I just think that the overall body of work has them the same but at the end K-State's lost three in a row they're really limping into this they're going on the road so I think Texas Tech, especially because they're at home they're similar year-long stats against K-State I think that they should be able to win it uh, K-State in their last four games is allowing 47 percent of third down conversions which explains a lot of why they keep losing but that it's now such a large sample size because there are so many third and fourth downs in a game, over four games. You're looking at, like, 40 to 60 opportunities there. That's significant. They're not a good third-down football team. So I think Texas Tech should be able to win. Their offense is more explosive than K-State. Henry Columbia's been very good uh, in relief for the starting quarterback there. And he's averaging about 75 more show. yards a game than Skylar Thompson. So, yeah, Deuce Spawn, better talent at running back. But somehow Texas Tech is still out rushing Kansas State. Uh, only by six yards, but still, even though they don't have Deuce Vaughn, they're running attacks as potent as Kansas State, so that's pretty impressive. I'll take the home team here. All
0: right, uh, I guess. Yeah, I don't really have any any commentary on this. Do you? Do you have anything for think, this cover?
2: I think I like this just because it seems like a seems like a trap. Um, seems like a very fishy, stinky line. Um, tech. Hasn't been great up. in spots. Um, I feel on. like I felt this way about their game a few weeks ago, and they embarrassed me. So they're dead to me. <laughs> uh,
0: so your well, guns are not up, Capper. Uh, uh, they'll be
2: up for you. I, I I always root for you.
1: Thank you. That Capper,
0: means a lot. you yeah. uh, your next pick is one that I also was like looking at closely, uh, and that's uh, you like Army plus three and a half. At home at West Point against Wake, uh, ooh, juicy! Wake. I love it. We're in um, agreement so
1: much this week. We and uh,
0: do. Um, that was uh no. That this is a oof. game that I also I think after especially seeing how they sh- how they could have dropped it to Cuse, I think this might be the week.
2: I just um, man, it's tough for me to get past. Like I'm looking, scrolling through all the games and looking at matchups and everything. It's tough for me to like I. Did a triple take when I saw Wake Forest ranked 16th in the country. Undefeated yeah. Wake Forest, who hasn't played anybody, now goes on the road, faces their toughest test yet with the Army triple option that has been super, like super, super just rolling along all year long. Second best rush attack in the country. Um, obviously, they rush the ball every single play. Um, I think they've attempted 40 <laughs> passes on the season. They rush um, the ball. They but they through. run the ball down your throat, and Wake Forest's rush Wisconsin defense has week. been very poor to date. They're 91st in the country, um, giving up four and a half yards of carry on the ground, 170 and yards And last total. Me easy. Um, And that's the key matchup here. Like, a, a Wake Forest team that doesn't play the triple option anymore because they Georgia Tech has moved away from it, um, they don't see this. And I think you see that a lot out of conference um, for Army. And teams that don't play Army regularly, they're they're constantly just like it's a tough thing to adjust to. Um, Army has six guys that have rushed for over 190 yards this season, um, which is insane. But they do that. That's what they do to you.
0: One of the things I'll throw out there that I like is that Army also, yeah, Army plays like very good defense. They have oddly bad red zone efficiency, but. They play like they seem to play tight defense and they're really good against the run, which I honestly think is the key to stopping this type of wake Forest system. When you take away the run from these like RPO quick gun systems, like that's how a lot of these teams get their yards. They get like, they, they pass the ball, they complete it. And then they get that quick run on you. Right. Um, But if you're able to stop that, you really make them one dimensional. You change the dynamic of the game. And the fact is Syracuse scored, a ton of points on this wake forest team so it's hard to imagine like the the playbook will be sore like when they played oklahoma a couple of years back with kyler just can what wake forest is going to get three possessions per half they better fucking score because army's probably yeah. going to score in their nine minute possessions i like this pick a lot
2: yeah you have to and and i think this is the first time in college football history that wake forest is getting almost 80 percent of bets on the road um so that's despicable Principal to me pick. I'm going to pick this game every single time.
0: I did have a side note I wrote down that was more an open question. If Army rushes the field, is it considered an invasion?
2: <laughs> Technically, I think oh. yes. I, I say yes.
0: That's uh, Let's go to the next pick. It's uh, Rayman's last pick, and it's another one that I honestly kind of I see it because you got... Uh, You got Notre Dame minus six and a half versus USC, technically a rivalry game, but USC, wow, they are bad. What? I know they fired (laughs) their coach. I know everything else, but it's like, wow, they're bad. Teaching.
1: Yeah, FEI has Notre Dame at 10, USC at 33. S&P Plus has Notre Dame at 14, USC at 42. These programs are in different weight classes right now, and Notre Dame is humming along, and USC is faltering, and my whole maybe-the-locker-room will rally around the interim coach. Hand up. Man, was I wrong last week on a lot of this shit. <laughs> and uh, that, that, that was one of them. So we're taking Notre Dame this week. I'm not doing that again. Uh, yeah. Third time in the last five trips to South Bend that USC has had an interim coach the other two being Edo and Clay Helton, both who were actually fired this year. Uh, all of the juju is going against USC, no pun intended, or double entendre there. Uh, Notre Dame minus 6'5", like, it just seemed so obvious. Michael Mayer might be coming back for tight end for Notre Dame, which would be big for them. Uh, for Lee, for Notre Dame, I'll give Lee Corso, Notre Dame, big, big.
0: Oh, I thought you were when you said juju. I realized at first I was like, "Oh, are you saying like Jews in relation to Notre Dame being Catholic?" Then I was like, "No, you meant Juju Smith-Schuster." The yeah, she, the, U- the wide B- receiver B- who Boo yeah, Boo Smith he played there. I was like, I was like, "Right, man, you didn't need to bring up the Jews there. That's not <laughs> <laughs> just dropping a hard J during my Notre Dame." Pick. This
2: is a um, this is a huge coaching mismatch, um. Notre yeah. Dame coming off a bye. Brian Kelly, like yep. as much of a scumbag as he is, he wins he football. football games I don't think it's a regularly. I think you have to be um, kind of
0: a scumbag to win football games regularly.
2: <laughs> and and is my guy Keaton Keed, going to get benched? No shot. God.
1: They don't have anyone behind him. Uh, I'm worried you're about gonna, him you're in gonna Hollywood. Throw someone, you're going to throw one of their backups into the walls with an interim coach?
2: Oh. All my favorite coaches, uh, all my favorite quarterbacks from the beginning of the year, just dropping like flies.
0: slow Slovis, <laughs>
2: woof, woof, this draft class. Except for Hooker.
0: If I was going to make truth. any wager, I wouldn't wager. It's like I like Notre Dame in the points, but I would take USC in the money line if rather than the points in this spot because I think it's like. It's a it, it's a ridiculous it, thing to do just, because there's been no a shot in hell is going to win this game. No, I'm just saying the, the way I could see it happening is Notre Dame's pass defense can be exploited and has been exploited. Drake London is the best wide receiver in the country if he just fucking goes off. That's it.
1: That's it. It's a big yeah. it's a big if. I'll take Notre Dame. <laughs> I
2: I, I got to imagine Brian Kelly's going to be ready for Drake London.
0: He better be. He uh, gotta be. That's all they have to he do he is stop ready him. for Toledo. That's for fucking sure. That was a close <laughs> call. Uh, <laughs> woo. that game was whoo. All right, let's go through uh the slates. Uh Capper, who you got? Uh
2: big rubber this week is Clemson plus three or three and a half at Pittsburgh. I saw three and a half on um on FanDuel for all the right. record. Tennessee plus twenty four and a half at Alabama, UCLA minus one and a half versus Oregon, and Army plus three and a half versus Wake Forest.
0: Rayman. Uh, give me give me your picks. Touch Howard's rock, Clemson plus three at
1: Pitt, Iowa State minus seven versus Oklahoma State, Guns Up minus one versus K State, and Notre Dame minus six point five versus USC.
0: Man, that Clemson ah Pitt might what Pitt you might love be- it. Pitt you know what? Clemson's They're actually little old Clemson now. They're they not going to do people. it. It would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. The Pittsburgh. But them to. They won't. The but they Pittsburgh them by Panthers three touchdowns. do not beat Clemson. Make a Good fucking Lord. Disney Plus movie about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it.
1: Hey Capper. Hey Rain Man. Does advertising on podcasts work? I don't know. Rain Man does it. I think it just did. If you want to advertise any product or any service, and we mean any product or any service. Literally anything.
2: Ceiling fan. Foam rollers. Vape pens. Rugs. Aluminum can smashers. Leg warmers for the ladies. Alternative massages. Ornate Zen garden sand. Visors. Vape pens. Please hit us up. Capper, where should they hit us up? The email's bybwpodcast at gmail.com. Tell them Rain Man sent you.
4: Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do.
0: Spruce.
1: so you're telling me there's a chance
3: yeah
0: okay these are the squeeze picks uh for, for anyone out there who just wants to squeeze out a little more action on this saturday uh we got there are plenty of games, but not many good ones but we're we will we it's an opportunity to make money regardless and to start things out we gotta go to really the the story the national storyline that everyone is discussing and that is our king of the hill right now who has done something no previous king of the hill in history has done not won one game but two games. Whoa. uh I think uh this is. A very special thing that the mayor is doing right now. I'm very respectful of it. And I don't know if you can fade the pick at this point. Let's listen to it.
4: Well, well, well. Look who's back for a third week. My third appearance brings to mind a quote from my dear friend, Coach Lou Brown. He once told his Cleveland baseball team We won a game yesterday. If we win today, it's called two in a row. And if we win again tomorrow, it's called a winning streak. It has <laughs> happened before. Amazing. So this is Winning streak Week, and woo boy do I have the pick for you. UConn, plus 15 and a half versus Middle Tennessee State. You heard <laughs> me <right. laughs> Give me the Huskies. The haters and losers, of which there are many, will say, but Mayor, they're the worst team in college football. Well, let me tell you, Middle Tennessee is no better. UConn won last week, hanging on to beat mighty Yale and have covered while being double-digit underdogs versus Army, Wyoming, and Vanderbilt this season. Friday night football in stores is bound to get weird, and 15 points is just too many. We're riding the Huskies straight to the bank. And you know what we'll tell them? Come on now, everybody with me. We'll tell bring them me my to money. bring me my money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, do it.
0: We're taking you, guys. You can't do Look, what are you going to say? You got to do it, though
2: you gotta you, do it.
0: i guess you gotta go on yukon and frankly maybe a couple of shekels on the money line will he do it he won't <laughs> he won't he might he might do it I um might. i guess are there any other games generally generally on this on the slate that you guys that stuck out to you guys that you want to cover or do you feel pretty good about
2: it? um well, you, you know what fine
0: well, fuck that attitude because we're going to just go <laughs> right to the four-teamer then. That's going to just melt your fucking faces. And you know why you got me really excited this week? Because if you bet my four-teamer last week, you would have made zero dollars. I went 0 for 4 in that four-teamer. It was a horrible Ooh. week of betting for Joe Public. And that's, you know what happens when Joe Public goes 0 and 4 though? You know what he does the following week? He comes back real hot. With a uh, 1 and 3. We are going uh, <laughs> at best we are going with fa- the theme the theme this week is faves. To start things off, I like USF minus two and a half versus Temple. I'm old enough to remember when Temple wasn't the plucky mid-major and in fact was the worst fucking program in Division One. They used to be the <laughs> UMass of Division One. USF is 1-5, but I still feel better about them than what necessarily Temple's given us in this spot. I like them at home. I like the fact that they're favored at 1-5. That jumps off the page at me. Um, I They kept it somewhat close with UF, which isn't that impressive anymore. One possession with BYU. They got a little bit of heart. I think Temple's kind of washed. Give me them Bulls. And next we're going uh, Ohio State, minus 21, at Indiana. Ohio State's in fuck you well. mode. They're going to the playoff, and whatever was fucked against Oregon appears to be unfucked. Uh, people are, who have talked about Trevion Henderson, Master Teague's backup as a Heisman contender, but in <laughs> fact, uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are NFL guys who are making some NIL cash this year. Um, CJ Stroud is fine, but I honestly think all the skill other skill positions make them undeniable. Penn State. CJ Stroud's t- going
1: to fart away around and find himself in New York for the Heisman Yeah. Team, right?
0: Like, uh, I, I, I just look at this and I think OSU where they're at coming off of bye week, Indiana is just injured. They gave up 30 to like Western Kentucky. They, they've been susceptible to big plays. I just think that this is Ohio state by 50 points. Uh, next we got Penn state minus 24 versus Illinois. I'm just going to start with a Brett Bielema quote. I don't believe we have a player in the two deep that they've recruited here over the last three years that is really significantly doing anything for us in the playing department. Bielema said in assessing the recruiting and player development of the program and offensive line prior to his arrival, that's a major concern. This is Penn State's homecoming game. Uh, like literally, uh, like Brett Bielma, this is this isn't gonna work for them. Illinois, I think, is just out of gas. Penn state's going to run it up in this spot. And even though they're going to be playing with a backup, I just think they're going to run all over them because why the fuck wouldn't you bet against a team at like with the spread, both that big, but also after their coach says some shit like that, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> nah, night last pick we got. Oh, I love this one. I love it. And I, you might hear it in the distance. If you listen very faintly, it's these drums. It's these, drums Florida state minus 35 and a half versus UMass. Florida state's been circling this one. They've been eating shit all year. This is, they can score. I, their offense can score points and they're going to score so many points in this spot. And can you do you think there's any chance Florida State literally doesn't score as many fucking points as they can in this game? Like they're trying to shed a lot of demons. Right yeah, now they're gonna run it up in Tallahassee. I think 35 and a half is uh a, honestly I would and I've never been big on them Seminoles. It's a lot of points, but I love all of them. Uh, that's the four teamer this week. It is, is a game winner. in UMass or in Tallahassee they are not you think florida state is going to umass you fucking fool are now i don't know never, i don't know anymore never, never in a million years uh <laughs> yes 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 they're yes florida state they to... decide to make the trip up to umass amherst the fertile recruiting ground so they can rebuild <laughs> their program uh the four-teamer this week it's uh usf minus two and a half versus temple Ohio State minus twenty one at Indiana, Penn State minus twenty four versus Illinois homecoming game, and Florida State minus thirty five and a half versus UMass. What do you think, boys?
1: I I kind of like all of them except for the Penn State pick. I think that backup quarter looked back looked so fucking bad against Iowa when we last saw him. That being said, Illinois has been terrible, so I, I just see it, but I wouldn't I, lay two that and many two. points. I think. Two and two.
0: I think the reason why I like it is when I saw the spread was that big knowing how bad that quarterback looked against Iowa. That sort of told me that like it's even if even if Penn State's just running the ball the whole time, they'll cover this. That's my theory.
2: <laughs> Probably so.
0: Uh, well, because your coach just said all of you are bullshit and aren't good at football. Like, what? You, like, what's the, the team going to rally around that, I guess? Is it just like, I don't think it's some AD chess. I think Brett Bielema is just a fucking dick. People are like, well, it's a motivational tag. It's like, no, this guy has a huge reputation of just being a fucking asshole. As <laughs> Coach JB said, Brett Bielema is going to be Brett Bielema in response to that quote. Well said, he- JB. He looks like the guy I'd least like to have directly behind me in line at a buffet. Uh, It's uh, just that intimidating presence. What a mouth breather. You get him near his prey, goodness gracious. (laughs) Imagine him at the soft serve machine. He's one of the guys who gets the big full salad bowl and goes to the soft serve machine, just does swirls until it makes a fucking mountain up there.
3: (laughs) You've seen some dark (laughs) things in your life, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>